Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, TC. Can we get up for all those that are new again? We welcome you guys. Thank y'all for being with us today. We're excited that you're here. We're kicking off The Climb. It's our new series, and uh, we're going to jump straight into it. And so you can get your Bibles, your notes, whatever you're using out. And, uh, man, let's jump straight in. How many guys have ever had that dream where you were falling? Anybody have the falling dream? Come on, only seven of us. You're lying. How many? The falling dream. Well, you're falling backwards. You know you're about to hit the ground. I remember I was, uh, I was in high school, and uh, I was hitting one of those naps in class. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? All right, so let me, I got to paint the picture clearly for you though. This is after lunch, all right, cold science classroom and a hoodie. Okay, so arms crossed. All right, so we're all on the same page. Now, I remember I had this science teacher, Mr. Turner. He could do some craziness. In, like he, was, he wasn't that teacher that just yelled all the time. He was the one that pranked you when you were doing stuff stupid. And so I remember I was knocked out and I was, I was, it was this falling dream And so rather than walking over to me and being like, hey, Brad, wake up, uh, he decided he was going to grab one of them textbooks. How many of you know those textbooks that are like three times larger than a Bible? All right. So, again, I got to paint the picture clearly. I'm on the big, black, thick slab desk. All right. So not my little desk, the big one. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And so he walks over to me, and I'm knocked out cold. All right. Got a couple breadsticks in me, a slice of pizza. Done. Okay. And so he takes that book and as high as he can, just lets it go. And about the time I'm going to hit the ground in my dream, bam. And son, when I say I came out of that dream ready to fight six people, y'all know what I'm talking about? Like I took a chair out with me. This person's coming down out of their chair. The desk behind me is getting, everything's getting knocked over. And like we're changing, like (laughs) I shifted the whole classroom around. And when a dude my size moves that fast, we're shifting tectonic plates. All right. So then something like a tsunami hit tile. I'm just kidding. Okay. But anyway, it's like, it was crazy. But here's what I remember. How many of us have ever had that dream before where you're falling and you know, you feel completely helpless. Like anybody been there? How many of you know that in life sometimes you find yourself in moments where you feel completely helpless in the situation that you're around? Only six of us. Y'all better talk back to me. I said, how many of y'all have ever felt completely helpless in seasons of your life? Where you were like, you felt like you were falling and there was nothing that you can do about it. And in the series, The Climb, what we want to talk to you about is the reality that many of us experience mountaintops in life. How many of you like the mountaintops of life? Turn to your neighbor and say mountaintops. How many of you like the mountaintops where things are good, right? You just got that promotion. You're getting paid. Things are easy. Your kids just did the dishes without you asking them to. Come on, somebody, right? They even washed your car and you're like, did you get suspended and not tell me? Like, what is going on, right? So, like... But you, maybe you got that promotion or that rate, like you just found out that like you are on the AB honor roll in school or whatever, like things are good for you. But how many of you have found out that oftentimes you experience the valley too? Well, you didn't get that raise, you got a pink slip. Where it wasn't that things were going great, it was that you got that doctor's report and things are going bad. How many of us have found ourselves in those seasons of life where, man, quite frankly, it's just hard. And, and here's the reality, right? Oftentimes in life, we experience both mountaintops 
and valleys. But if we were honest with ourselves, the majority of our life is not spent in either one. The majority of our life is spent in the climb either from the valley to the top or from the top to the valley. The majority of our life is not stationary at either one of the places, the highest high or the lowest low. The majority of life is spent climbing from each one. Am I right? And so I want to talk to you about the climb, because how many of you guys will agree with me that any time we go through seasons of our life where we're no longer on the mountaintop, we can get bitter with God? Uh, I don't know if y'all didn't get your coffee this morning or what, but like, I'm going to need y'all to like, give me, how many of you know you can get angry with God when things don't go your way? Okay, welcome back. All right, so, so we, we can get frustrated and bitter when things don't go according to our plans. Come on. So like God, we, we'll start taking this posture. How many of you have ever felt like God has neglected me? Like even God is frustrated with me. Like God is angry with me. Like he's punishing me because of whatever. Like we'll find ourselves, and as we go through seasons of our life, we'll find ourselves frustrated and feeling like God has let us down because we're going through a season of life we don't like. James 1, 2 through 4 says it like this. He says, consider it pure joy. Turn your neighbor and say joy. Turn the person you just neglected on the other side of you now and say joy. What do they do? How come you cold shoulder them all the time, huh? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Now, how many of you have a hard time with that? Oh, God, I'm so excited about this hard thing I'm going through. Like, thank you, Lord, for bringing persecution to my life. I'm so excited. But he says, count it, consider it pure joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, lacking nothing. And then Romans 5 says it like this. Paul says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Once again, how many of us have a hard time with that? Like, oh, God, thank you so much for this suffering I'm going through. Like, this is exactly what I was hoping it would be. Right? Like, this is, this is great. I'm so looking forward to it. No, no, no. Like, he says, glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces what? Perseverance. So consider it joy. Glory in our sufferings. How do we do that? Well, let's look at how it happened for Jesus. Because we see that if it happened to Jesus, we can usually expect it to happen to us. And he says, Matthew 3 and 4, something happens for Jesus, right? And so in Matthew chapter 3, right? In Matthew chapter 3, what happens? Jesus is getting baptized. And so just to bring clarity on what's happening, paint the picture for you. Jesus gets baptized. The Holy Spirit shows up and God the Father speaks, right? So it says that the Spirit descended like a dove. So the Spirit of God shows up. God's voice affirms Jesus. And so Jesus is in this moment. He gets baptized. He gets affirmed by God the Father. The Holy Spirit shows up, descends on him like a dove. Gangster moment, y'all. You're like, this is, this is it. How many of you love the times God shows up in your life? So God shows up for Jesus. The next verse, Matthew 4, 1, what does it say? It says, then Jesus was led by the what? Enemy? No, by the spirit. Where? To the mountaintop? No, into the wilderness. For supernatural provision? No, to be tempted by the devil. Like, I don't know about y'all, 
But sometimes that's how my life feels. Like me and God are here. Like, come on, somebody, breakthrough in Jesus' name. Praise break, I'll stomp on the devil's head. You know what I'm talking about? Like, ready to go through hell with a squirt gun, take them all out. And no sooner than Monday, I'm sitting here like, God, did you forget about me? How could you let me go through? I can't believe you would. How did I get? Because how many of you guys know life is full of mountaintops and valleys? And what I want to show you today is that it's the climb between the two where we experience the emotions that tend to control us when we're not ready. It's in the middle of the climb that your anxiety sets in because you are uncertain as to how God is going to do this. It's in the middle of the climb that your depression takes hold because the darkness that comes when you feel like you've fallen from the top to the bottom sets in. That's where your anger comes from, isn't it? Because God didn't do the things that you thought he was going to do the way you thought he was going to do them. Oh, okay. That's where your frustration kicks in, isn't it? God, I did all this for you. How come you're not? It's in the climb that we find that our temper problem that we thought we had under control shows back up. Right? We kicking dogs that ain't ours. Right? So what happens, man? I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's in the climb that the things about us that we don't like about us show up for us. And so we're going to spend this whole series talking about how if we can change our approach to the climb, we can change how we control what happens in our life and how we can come to God to get the help. Because here's the reality, man, I know that life is full of mountaintops and I know it's full of valleys, but hear me, most of your life is spent in the climb, not in either one. And so if you can embrace the fact that your journey is going to consist of a constant state of perseverance, then you can start changing how you approach life, the climb, and everything that God has for you in this life. If we can let go of our bitterness about the fact that we're no longer where we feel like we should be, we can start changing how we approach the season that we're in. And so we come to God and say, all right, I don't know, I know I can't change any of this, but I'm going to change, I'm going to shift my mentality. So I want to talk to you today about shifting your mentality. Turn your neighbor and say, shift it. Say that right, okay? Say, shift your mentality. One more time, like you believe it. Shift your mentality. Because that's what I'm going to talk to you. Because how many of you have ever said, God, how could you? Be honest for just a second. Anybody looking at you, we all got our own problems. How many of you said, God, how could you before? You may not said it out loud. How many of you have thought it? If you loved me, how could you? If you loved me, how could you? Because every time we get knocked off the mountain, we feel like God let us down. Can I help you with something today? You are not owed the mountaintop. You are not owed the mountaintop. As a matter of fact, I want to help you a little bit further. God didn't even promise it to you. And the only reason we grow frustrated in our journey, not always being in the mountaintop, is because we feel like we're supposed to be the hero of our story. And it's like everything should always go good for us. There should never be any problems. And I should always be up here. And anytime I'm not up here, that means God let me down. But the reality is we're not owed the mountaintop. 
And so if we're not owed the mountaintop, the reality is every moment that we experience the mountaintop is a graceful gift from God above. And if we would change it that we're owed it till we get to experience it, we'll change our mentality around what happens when we have to come down from it. I hope y'all are with me today. Because if we'll change our mentality coming down from it, we'll change how it affects us and everything around us as we're going through it. So I want to talk to you a few things that we're going to start and we're going to stop. Say start. Say stop. So we're going to start some things. We're going to stop some things. And so if we can stop a few things and start a few things, we can change our perception. Are you ready? I want to give them to you today. The first thing that you've got to do if you're going to change your mentality, if you're going to shift your mentality about the climb, is you've got to stop glorifying your struggles. You've got to stop glorifying your struggles. How many of you have ever been around a toddler that doesn't know when to stop trying to get your attention? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 for you moms out there, mom, 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 mom. How many of y'all know you want to start talking through your teeth? If you don't shut up. Hey, mom, mom, mom. Like, I'm fixing to mom you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, like, so how many of us have ever been around this, a pestering toddler? Is that not annoying? Hear me. Some of us, because we found ourselves in the valley, are like a pestering toddler over our struggles. We're going around to every person we can find. Hey, 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 have you seen how bad my life is right now? Hey, have you seen how hard this is? Hey, 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 look at me. Hey, hey, I know, hey, this is difficult. Hey, show me sympathy. Hey, 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 hey. And we all can think of at least one person in our friend circle right now that every time they show up, you're like, gosh, we're going to have to talk about their struggles again. And if you can't think of who that is in your friend circle, I can show you a picture of them. Take your phone out and turn the camera around. How many of us know those people? Hey, hey, look at me. Hey, life is bad. Listen to me, friends. And I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. I'm trying to help you understand something. Everybody goes through something. And if you want to keep talking about how bad life is, you'll never get out of it. Life changes when you change life. Life stops happening to you when you start happening to your life. And so if you want to change something, change your life and you'll change the outcome. You'll change the direction. Will it be at God's speed? Absolutely. Will it be his plan? You bet it will. But hear me today. If you want something to shift, you have to shift what you're doing. And if you continue to talk about your problems, you'll never see your problems change. So the reality is for many of us is we don't want to get out of our valley. We just want someone else to get into our valley with us. Hey, come down here with me so you can see how bad it is. And many of us that act that way, we neglect the friends that keep telling us to get out. It's like, they're just jerks. No, they just won't sulk with you. Here's the reality. If you're in your valley, I put this in your notes. When you're in your valley, you don't need sympathy, you need strength. Yes, it's bad. Yes, it's hard. Yes, I wish you weren't there and you wish you weren't there, but it's time you get out of it because as long as you're complaining, looking for sympathy, you're always going to stay there. So how about you change your mentality 
towards your climb. And so let me help you for a second. How do I know? How do I know if I'm looking for sympathy or strength? You ready? Are you going to people or God? Because if you're going to people, you're looking for sympathy. If you're going to God, you're looking for strength. When you're in your valley, hear me, pray about it more than you talk about it. And certainly pray about it more than you post about it. See, some of us, our language hasn't changed, so neither has our circumstances. And so we need to change what we're doing and how we're approaching the struggles that we're in. You're going to go through the valley. How long you stay there is up to you. So how do we change that? If we're going to stop glorifying our struggles, what do we start doing? Well, start identifying God as your source for everything. Start identifying how God is your source for everything, right? And here's a phrase that I want to encourage you to adopt. This is not in your notes, but you can have it for free. All right, I'm not charging for this. I may not have blank, but I have God, so let's do this. I may not have that money that I used to have. I may not have that promotion. I may not have that job. I may not have the career. I may not have the spouse I want. I may not have the person I prayed for. I may not have blank, but I've got God, so let's do this. Hear me. There is nothing you need other than God to get you through the season of life that you may find yourself in. There is nothing you need more than him on your side to get you through the valley that you may be walking through. Everything that you need is going to come from God. That's why James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift comes from above because everything we need to get through the season to navigate what we're going through it's coming from God turn to your neighbor and say it's coming from God everything you need is coming from God hear me we need to posture ourselves appropriately for the climb because as long as we're looking at where we're at we're not looking at where we're going what if our demeanor was all right I might be in the valley but I'm not building a house here because how many of you have noticed that life doesn't put you on the mountaintop very long? How many know you don't get to stay there long? There's, there's something around the corner. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm telling you that life always has something just around the corner, doesn't it? You're like, man, today is great. How many of y'all ever showed up? You're talking like your grandma. used. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to choose to rejoice and be glad in it. How many, okay, anybody ever been there before? No sooner than you get to work. You see your boss and you're just like, I can't, I just can't today. I'm, I'm about to call in well. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I'm feeling great today. I'm not going to make it. Yeah, so just figure that out. So, so, Here's the reality. You get, so we don't get to stay on the mountaintop for long. Because here's the, here's the deal. You can't build a house there. You can't survive living on the mountaintop. You want to know why? Because your pride won't let you. How many have ever gone through a season where you spent a, a decent amount of time on the mountaintop? It was like things were just good for a while. How many of you know we got a bad habit of forgetting about God when we're up there? We stop, we, we stop going, God, thank you for getting me up here. And we start thinking, man, I'm the boss. Like, I'm the real deal. 
Like, I am killing it at this job right now. I'm going to outsell everybody. Don't we? Like, nobody can do this like me. I'm the best. It went from, God, you're so good, to I'm so great. And it gets, hear me, just like on mountaintops in real life, you'll let the air get too thin for you to breathe up there because your pride will get it out of you. And so what happens? We need valleys because it keeps our attention where it belongs. We need him for everything. So we got to stop glorifying in our struggles. The next thing we got to do is we got to stop clinging to our past. We've got to stop clinging to our past. Hear me. You've got to let go of what was. You've got to let go of what's behind you. How many guys have ever seen someone go through a bad breakup before? Anybody? Seven of us. Anybody, Anybody ever seen someone go through a bad breakup before? How many of you have you have a friend and they were in a relationship that was terrible for them? And you were like, so ladies, some of you were like, uh, girl, you need to let that fool go. Some of y'all are like, he is a dog. <laughs> how, fellas, how many of you have ever seen one of your boys and he's with a girl and you're like, bro, I'm telling you, she's not the one. How many, we've all seen people go through bad breakups through a relationship we knew they shouldn't have been in. How many guys know it's easy for you to see how they should get out of it? How many of you have ever been in a relationship that was terrible for you and you couldn't get out of it? It's not like you didn't have the ability. You're just like, oh, it's not that bad. And your friends are looking at you like, like yo, you want to go out tomorrow night and hang out? They're like, man, I, gotta, I can't. Because if I do, then, you know, and it's like, brother, you need to. And we've all seen people that have been in those relationships. But here's the reality. Are you ready? We can all see how people need to get out of bad relationships. But how many know it's hard to see when you need to get out of a bad one? Because it's always harder for you to get out of something than it is for you to recommend someone else get out of something. Hear me. It's always easy for you to see what other people should be doing in their life, but it's always harder for you to be seeing what you should be doing in your life. And for many of us, we've been holding on to the past so long, it's affecting our future. And then what happens, just like with relationships, is how many of us know you can start romanticizing something that was terrible as if it were good? Like, they weren't that verbally abusive. But... Ladies, how many of you have a friend that was like, you know, that relationship wasn't that toxic. And you're like, fellas, how many of you have ever been like, because you, you're, how many of you know you're willing to look past some crazy for some hotness? Okay. We can be honest here today. This is a healthy place. Okay. Like how many of you look past, there's a level of crazy you're willing to tolerate. Looking at your boys like, but she is fine. Your boys are looking at her, but she's crazy. <laughs> You're like, but she's fine. Your boys are like, brother. Right? Hear me. Because we romanticize our past and make it sound better than it really was. Just like we'll romanticize those relationships. Man, it wasn't really that bad, was it? Yes, it was. It was terrible. Thank God it didn't work out. But... 
just like with those relationships, hear me, we'll do that with our past. And it wasn't really that bad at that job I hated. I'd rather be there than what I am now, not realizing that if you go through where you are now, you'll get to where God is taking you. But you can't get to where God is taking you unless you go through the season you're in now. What you can't do is choose to go backwards where you were. I know you feel like it might have been better. It might be better than the season you're in now. But hear me, if it was this good and the season you're in now is this low, hear me, you don't know that the season might be this high that's coming. And you got to get through a little bit of the valley so that you can get up to the top. But if you keep thinking about what's behind you, you'll never get to where God is taking you. And sometimes we got to let go of what's back there so that we can get to what's coming. And we got to stop romanticizing our struggle. Stop romanticizing what's behind it. It's behind you. I love what Pastor Justin said a few weeks ago. Nothing about your future is in your past. And it's time we pursue what God has for us rather than keeping on thinking about what's behind us. We've got to shift our thinking when it comes to that. And so what do we do? We romanticize it. Sometimes dwelling on good things can stop you from pursuing great things. Man, things were pretty good back then. Yeah, but they weren't what God has for you. Sometimes, I put this in your notes, sometimes you have to let go of something good to get to something great. Sometimes you got to let go of something good to get to something great. So how do we, how do, we do that? If we're going to stop dwelling on the past, listen, start giving your effort to God's plan rather than your past. Start giving your effort to God's plan. What if God's plan doesn't look the way I want it to? Guess what? It's going to happen anyways. What, what if I don't like where I'm going? It's okay. He'll change your heart about it. Notice I didn't say he'll change it. He'll change your heart about it. And God will get us into seasons where he carries us, even if we didn't think we could make it. And so what happens? we got to give ourselves to God's plan rather than our past. I remember uh, watching this story about this mountain climber. And uh, he, was, he was like one of the great mountain climbers that climbed mountains without a safety cable. Y'all know what I was waiting for. Like, I'm really watching this for one reason. When does he fall? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what I'm here for. And so I'm, I'm watching it, and he's climbing the mountain, and he gets like 400 feet up, and he loses his grip, and he falls. And he falls backwards, and as he falls down the hill, he hits a tree, and it breaks his shoulder and messes up his, his muscles and tears all his tendons here. And then, then he's rolling down backwards, and he can't see. He's out of control, and he hits a rock, and it shatters his leg and breaks different parts, and, and his knee is all messed up. And then, then he keeps on going, and he hits another boulder, and it cracks some of the vertebrae in his spine, and he breaks his collarbone. And by the time he finally gets to the bottom, he is jacked up. And so I, I'm watching it, and... And as I'm watching it, then this expert comes on, and I'm like, I don't know how you're an expert in mountain falling, but whatever. So I was, he was like, what he should have done, I was like, oh, okay. So he comes on TV, and he was like, here's what he said. He said, if he could have figured out a way to turn around, he could have changed how he fell. And I'm like, mm, all right. So, so he, he, He's saying if he, could have, if he could have figured out a way to turn around, he could have changed how he felt. Because it was, it was him being out of control, he didn't have the ability to at least try to manipulate the fall to where he was able to move around the dangerous parts of what was coming. And for many of us in our life, here's where we find ourselves, right? 
We're on top of our mountain. And if our mountain is over here and, and, and it happens, how many of you guys know, you know that moment where all of a sudden you're at the top of the mountain and God makes it abundantly clear you're about to come down. Right? So you're at the top of the mountain, and here's what happens. We get so fixated on this mountaintop. We get so fixated on where God has us. We get so fixated on what we're about to have to leave behind that whenever it comes time to come down, we don't come down the mountain, we fall down the mountain. And so what happens is because we're so busy looking at what we're about to lose, we never realize that we don't go down the mountain with God. We fall down the mountain feeling like it's without God. And the problem falling down the mountain is this. Just like when he fell down and he hit the tree and he hit the boulder and he hit the log. is when we fall down the mountain, we're so fixated looking at what we're losing that when we fall, the journey down the mountain, it hits our marriage. And we become so frustrated with what we're losing that it wrecks what we have. It hits our job and it wrecks. You were a great employee, but because this is happening to you, it impacts your ability to be great over here. It hits your friendships and it wrecks some of your friendships and, and the journey down the mountain it's not enough that you've gone from the top to the bottom, but because you've come down the mountain, you let it impact all the areas of your life. It's no longer just one thing. Now it's impacted everything. And you've let one thing hurt everything. But just like the guy, the mountain falling expert, just like he said, he said, the same thing that I'm here to try to tell you today. You can be fixated on what you're losing or you can be committed to the journey that you're going on. And I'm here to tell you today that for some of you, you need to stop looking at what you're leaving and just become intentional to turn around. I say, now it's behind me. I wish I could have that back. I wish I could have that marriage. I wish I could have that spouse. I wish I could have that job. I wish I could have that career. I wish all those things, I wish, I wish those things that were back there were part of my life. But guess what? If, that, if God is showing me that it's not going with me, listen, I'd rather climb down the mountain with God on my side than fall down the mountain without him on my side. I'd rather go down on purpose. I'd rather go down intentionally where I can watch my step. All right, God, we're gonna go there. Not my favorite thing, but we're gonna do it anyway. I'd rather go down looking at it saying, all right, God, I don't I don't know how you're going to get me through this ravine. I don't know how you're going to get me around this tree. I don't know, how you're gonna, but you know what? I'm trusting you, and I'm looking, and I'm leading, and I'm guided, and I'm following. I'm saying, all right, God, I don't know how you're going to move this. I don't know how you're going to do this, but I'd rather go down looking at how God's going to show up than fall down not even knowing if He's going to show up, because God comes through when we're looking at how He's leading. But hear me, it'll never happen when we're too busy focused on what's behind us. God, I really wish I was back there. Hear me, you're not, so suck it up. This is the part where I sound like Tony Robbins. For y'all young people, Tony Robbins, never mind. Don't even worry about it, don't even worry about it. Hear me, you can cry about what you lost or you can become intentional about what you gained. 
but you can't do both. You can't. You can trust God for the future or you can complain to God about the past, but you can't do both. So what if we just turned around and said, you know what? What's behind me is behind me. And I can't change that. But what's in front of me has still yet to be seen. How God's gonna come through in the future, I hadn't even seen it yet, but I'm believing he's gonna do something different for me. I don't know how he's gonna do it. I don't know where my steps are gonna land, but I'm trusting that he's gonna lead me. I'm trusting that he's gonna guide me. I'm trusting that he's moving for me. I'm trusting that he's leading me. I'm trusting in where he's gonna bring me because God hadn't let me down yet. And I may not love the valley, but I know one thing, I'm gonna get through this because he's taking me to the next mountaintop. Our God supplies our needs. So what happens if we just shifted our approach? Philippians 3, 13 to 14, Paul says it like this. He says, brothers and sisters. Now, mind you, when he says brothers and sisters, that's not because he picked up slang along the way, okay? Like brothers, no, no, no. Brothers and sisters, that means he's talking to Christians. And I think it's important that we realize he's talking to Christians because it is Christians who feel like God lets them down when they go through something hard. The world ain't disappointed in God when things don't go their way. They don't believe in him anyways. It's Christians that have to deal with this. Am I right? Come on, somebody. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. What is it? The life in which he constantly trusts God and pursues him and is fulfilled in him. He said, I haven't taken hold of it, but one thing I do, I'm forgetting what's behind. The good and the bad, it's all back there and I'm straining toward what's ahead. And these three words, we brought them up last week, but I'm gonna give them to you again. I press on. What's back there is back. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Which brings me to number three. Stop letting your destination dictate your joy. And God, I don't like where I'm at right now. That's cool. You don't have to love it to be joyful about God in it. I don't love where I'm at right now. That's okay. Because you can still have joy in who God is regardless of where you're at. And I want to speak something to some of you because I feel like I do believe God wants you to hear this. Where you are is not who you are. I'm in, the, I'm in this financial world. I'm in this. Hear me. Where you are is not who you are. And where you are is not the permanent place that you will stay. Because the, we don't build houses on the mountaintop and we also don't build them in the valley. But we're gonna choose to climb everywhere. Because here's what we talked, remember how we talked about falling? You can either fall down or you can come down, but either way, you're coming down. Here's the beautiful part about being postured appropriately is if you choose to come down the mountain rather than fall down the mountain, the moment you get to the bottom, you're already to climb to the top again. The moment you get to the bottom, it's like, all right, we're here. Look around. Don't care for this very much, but guess what, God? All right, let's start climbing back out. Let's start making our way back out. But hear me, if you fall to the bottom rather than climb to the bottom, the longer it's going to take to nurture your wounds once you get there. But if you'll change your position, you'll be ready to get out no sooner than you got in. 
But we gotta be ready for that. So then we stop letting our destination dictate our joy. Why? This season might be the season you're in, but it's not the season you're staying in. So if you find yourself in there, how do we do that? How do we change it? What do we do? Listen, start finding joy in the journey by looking at Jesus. Looking up to Jesus now. I don't know how you're gonna get me out of this, but I'm still looking to you. Because guess what? Hear me. As long as you're looking to Jesus, where are you looking? Come on, say it with me. As long as you're looking to Jesus, where are you looking? Up, right? Which means it don't matter how far down I go, I got my eyes fixed on something higher. It doesn't matter how far I fall, I got my eyes fixed on something higher. It doesn't matter where my journey takes me down, I got my eyes fixed on something higher. I'm constantly looking to where Jesus is. That's why Colossians 3 says it like this, since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things where? Above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Set your minds on things where? Above, not on earthly things. You may not be able to change this down here. That's why God said, I don't even want you looking at it. I'll help you get through it. How about you put your eyes above where Christ is? Because he can get us through everything. So we were talking about how sometimes we feel like we're falling in those dreams, right? And we feel helpless. I remember this time, I'll give you this as we're closing today. So in this journey to like lose weight and do all the stuff, I started running in my neighborhood. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I started walking first, then doing a little jogging, then did a little running. The first time I ran, I ran for about 13 solid seconds. How you know about second 14, I was all right. And then the next day I ran some more and the next day I ran some more. And I'm gonna tell you something. I feel like people that run for the sake of running are crazy. I took a video the other day, put it on Instagram. There were two dudes running and I just filmed it for a second. I was like, look at this. Nobody's even chasing them. Anyways, so I started doing the running thing. And and so I got to where I could run, like run, not just jog, but run about a quarter of a mile straight, which for me, that was a good thing. If you can do better than that, I don't care. This is my story, okay? So I was running and then So I was out one day about that time and all of a sudden I'm running and out of nowhere, there was just a little dark cloud in the sky, lightning struck about 30 feet from me. How many of y'all know lightning striking like that'll make you dance walk? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, 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 you know, you just move differently. Okay, all right. I'm about a half a mile from the house and the bottom falls out. Just downpour, lightning, rain and I'm like bro I got to get home right now and so I take off running because how many know when lightning strike it you're not thinking about distances you're not calculating like if I run this far and like I would like I'm taking off and I get about halfway home and I realize bro this is a long way like I got I still got I'm only halfway there I got a long way to go so I'm running I'm running But you wanna know what else I realized? I wasn't tired. Now call it adrenaline or training, I don't know, but I, I wasn't tired. And that's when it hit me. All them days that I pushed a little further than I thought I could, 
All them days where I thought I needed to stop, but you say, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna make it to that stop sign. I'm gonna make it a little, I don't feel like I can keep going, but you know what, I'm gonna make it to that stop sign. I'm gonna make it to that new I'm gonna make it to that mailbox. And I kept pushing it, and I kept pushing it, and I kept pushing it. And that's where it takes us back to what we looked at earlier. We looked at Romans 5, and, and we looked at James 1, where it says, the testing of your faith, it produces perseverance. And every time you keep going through the climb and you're going, I don't know if I can go any further. You remember the last time you climbed that far and you go, no, if I got this far last time, I can get this far again. You know what? If I got this far last time, I know I can go a little further. I know I can go a little further. I can push a little harder. I'm gonna trust God a little more. I'm gonna lean in just a little bit more. Every time you get met with a trial, let it encourage you that you can make it further than you think you can. You can make it further than you think you can. With God on your side, you can make it further than you think you can. You've got this and you can trust God in it. And so it took me to Philippians 4, 12 through 13. And that's where, that's where we're wrapping up today. Paul says this, he says, I have learned the secret, say secret, of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or one, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I've learned the secret. And lean in for a second. I I, want to ask you this question because for many of us, life has taught us the secret of being stressed out. For many of us, life has taught us the secret of being hurt. For many of us, life has taught us the secret of pain, of confusion. For many of us, life has has, taught us some secrets of being angry and bitter, being consumed with anxiety and depression. We know that life has taught us some stuff, but it hadn't taught us the secret Paul is talking about. So where does that secret really come from? And what is it? Well, that's what we find in verses eight and nine, actually. Because he says it like this, finally, brothers and sisters, us, here's the secret, are you ready? Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, it's praiseworthy, he says, I want you to think about those things. You may not be able to change what's around you, but I want you to think about all the ways God is coming through. I want you to think about what's lovely, what's pure, what's excellent. I want you to think about what's admirable. I want you to think about what's praiseworthy. I want you to think about how God is coming through. I want you to put your eyes right there. I want you to stay there. And I know things around you may get chaotic. That's where I want you to be because that's where God shows up. He says this, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And here it is. And the God of peace, will be with who? You. Hear me, friends. You can make it. You can make it. This is not the end, but it is the climb. And as long as your attention is where it belongs, God can and will get you through it 
because he has not brought you this far to only bring you this far. It may require a climb, but God's gonna get you to the next mountaintop. So now we change our perspective. So let's change how we climb because God's leading us to the next mountaintop. How many of you guys are ready to climb in Jesus' name? Let's pray today. Father, we thank you that you lead us and you guide us and you encourage us and you strengthen us. So I pray that you give us what we need. Father, to know that you've got us. We thank you today and we love you. In Jesus' name, strengthen each one who's in the climb to get out of where we are to where you're going. We thank you today and we love you. If you're here today and you need Jesus, quickly as we've gone over on time, you need Jesus to give you a fresh start. You know that your sins have separated you from God, just like all of us, but you're ready to put your faith in him to have a clean slate and a new beginning in God. If that's you today, I wanna pray with you and just repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. I believe in you and I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's lift our hand or put together our hands for all those that pray that today. Man, we are excited for you guys. Awesome, awesome, awesome.